Here's your Wealth Professional Morning Briefing for Wednesday, August 9th. Whether it's a consumer, a business or the largest economy in the world, having your credit rating downgraded is more than just a kick in the teeth. Access to borrowing and how much it costs are tangible results of a ratings downgrade. And having seen Fitch ratings downgrade the United States long-term ratings from AAA to AA plus in the past week, should Canada be concerned? Robert Kavsig, Senior Economist and Director of BMO Economics, has addressed the topic in an article on the Banking Group's website, noting that the downgrade for the US was not that surprising given its deficits more than 8% of GDP at the top of the business cycle. He pointed out that Fitch had also expressed governance concerns and a growing debt burden among the factors that led to the weakened rating. Kavsik also highlights that Canada was already downgraded to AA plus by Fitch during the pandemic peak in 2020, although retained its AAA rating by the other big three ratings firms. While there are certainly concerns around the high levels of pandemic support, the government's spending and a rising tax burden, these are low when considered relative to the concerns about the US economy. The state of the Canadian province's finances is also not hugely concerning, with budgets largely balanced and combined provincial net debt down to 30% of GDP. Kavsik's conclusion, we wouldn't go so far as to say everything is rosy in Canada from a fiscal perspective, especially when the desire to spend and run deficits meets a sharply higher interest rate environment. But on a relative basis, the US is setting a pretty low comparison bar to step over, he wrote. Among the many things that have changed since the start of the pandemic, the way people view their workplace is one of the most radical. While working from home was already starting to gain traction over the last decade or so, the way companies were able to adapt to COVID restrictions opened workers' eyes to the possibilities. And in the financial services industry, it's causing some issues among senior staff decades-old culture of financial services, which frequently demanded long, hard-working days, is being challenged by leaders at large financial institutions who believe they can work just as well from home at least part of the week. A new survey from Deloitte reveals that 66% of US financial services leaders who work remotely at least part of the week say they'd rather quit their current role if they were forced to return to the office five days a week. Although some firms are now mandating being in the office three to four days a week, this is not preferred by leaders. 18% said this is not their ideal arrangement, with flexibility favoured. However, some take a more pragmatic view. Among leaders with hybrid work arrangements, 62% of respondents say they'd prefer to work remotely more often, but feel it would be bad for their career. The survey also found that 45% of women respondents in senior leadership roles report being likely to leave their current employer over the next year. This could lead to a shrinking pipeline of female leaders in the coming years. Canadian consumers are becoming increasingly sceptical that carbon taxes are an effective way of reducing consumption and most now say it's not the right time to be increasing the tax burden anyway. That's according to a new Nanos research survey conducted for CTV News which revealed that 45% of respondents are unconvinced of carbon taxes' impact on fuel usage compared to 36% in 2019 and two-thirds say it's a poor or very poor time to hike the taxes. Their views follow the introduction of a second carbon tax by Ottawa last month, which the Canadian Taxpayers' Federation says adds 55 cents to the price of a litre of gas. It's urged the federal government to scrap the tax. 
In the prairies, opposition to additional carbon taxes being introduced now is the highest, with 79% saying it's not the right time, while 73% in Atlantic Canada agree. However, respondents in Quebec are more split, with 53% calling it poor or very poor timing. The share of people who believe carbon taxes on things like gasoline are ineffective is also highest in the prairies at 73% and Atlantic Canada at 71%, while those in BC and Ontario, both around 64%, and Quebec at 60% are less certain. Over half of Canadians say the federal carbon pricing programme is ineffective at combating climate change. These stories in full at wealthprofessional.ca and in our newsletters. Plus, Canadian balanced fund investors are going global. How life insurance can help with cottage succession planning. And fines for Wall Street communications violations reach 2.5 billion US dollars. For Wealth Professional Canada, I'm Steve Randall.